Welcome to the Tiproxy Method, creating confident learners. The Tiproxy Method uses a unique combination of breath work, brain body work, gratitude, and a clay-based program to affect the neuroplasticity of the brain in students. To help strengthen their mind-body connection, help them develop a growth mindset, and most importantly, trust and confidence in themselves. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Tiproxy Method, creating confident learners. I'm Tawny Tiproxy, the founder and creator. In this episode, we'll look at the importance of the quote-unquote simple tasks and why they're important. Before we get started, I wanted to share that I have a free assessment video that I'd love to share with you, where I walk you through a simple process in reading to figure out what type of learner your child is. I use this with every student when I first meet them to give me a sense of whether they are more of a visual or phonetic learner. To receive this free gift, sign up for my newsletter at pages.tawnytutors.com forward slash newsletter. As soon as you sign up, you'll receive it in your inbox. So let's get started. So today I want to talk about the importance of the quote unquote simple or easy tasks and how these are actually quite important because they add to confidence, right? They add to a bank of successes that children feel. So when they feel comfortable and confident in the small things, this allows for the ability to try for harder things or to reach or put a little bit more effort into something else, right? So we have this idea of a snowball effect, the little things add up over time and build into these big skills. And it's through consistency of habits and perseverance um, that this happens, right? One of, or some of the academic skills that I think are the most overlooked are actually consistency in one ha- one's habits, confidence in oneself, and perseverance, right? The discipline to show up, the discipline to try again, the discipline to stick to something, right? I talk a lot about um, sometimes with like weightlifting or working out or spin, I don't always want to do it. I talk about this with the kids, like I don't always want to do it, but I know my body will thank me for it later that I will feel better. I'll feel more alert, more focused, my more healthy in my body. So yes, I love to spin. I love to play soccer, love to do yoga, be active, but some days I don't, but I know the discipline of it, of at least blocking out like kind of 20 minutes a day um, whenever possible to do something. So what is a simple task? A lot of times it's the things we don't hold as much importance to, um, but again, everything is foundational. Everything builds on everything else. So it's important to take time for smaller tasks and smaller skills so that these are easeful in the child's body, right? to address gaps in knowledge when they arise, to go back. Remember, we go back to uh, one step to go two steps forward or even three. We fill in those potholes so that the street or the ease of what they need is nice and smooth, right? Talk about number sense. You've got to know your math facts. You've got to know your multiplication tables in order to be successful in what is going to come, what it's going to build onto there. Um, If I think about my own yoga practice, there are things that were considered basic. I'm talking like level one tree pose, a simple side plank that when I started in 2007 were hard for me and my body. And I was the the yogi who couldn't touch their toes. And, you know, something seemed absolutely impossible. And now I can do things that I never thought I could when I began, right? And they are built upon those simpler poses that are now in my body. So I can take more complex variations, maybe a full leg open for virabhadrasana, so side plank, or come into a half lotus while in tree pose. But again, when I first started, those were not there, but they are in my foundation, right? They're in my body. So now those complex poses are 
easier for me because they're built on the simpler tasks and simpler versions in my body, right? And I keep going back in academics to the tasks like number sense, mental math, handwriting, spelling, typing, reading, being embodied to be a skill and built upon so that when they are embodied, the child knows how to do them with ease. And then anything that is built upon that is easy or easier as well to add into their knowledge base. So one thing I want to talk about, a lot of times we get really excited. A kid is, is doing a task, especially one that they were previously struggling, and we get really excited and we want to add more to this goal or task rather than waiting for them to make the benchmark, to make the goal. And what happens when we add on more before they've actually completed that simple task or the thing that they were struggling with? It becomes disempowering because their first goal was never met. So when we get really excited, we have to check ourselves and we have to let them get the first goal, the first benchmark, and then make a new goal once that first one is achieved. Yay, you did it. Now we can try this. And you know it can be like, oh, sweet, you're going to get this. Let's get there. And then we're going to build from here. You can give that caveat, but we always want them to meet their first skill, their first simple task, their first goal before we add any more. Sometimes we keep moving that benchmark and it's like a race that they're never going to um, meet because it keep the, the finish line keeps on getting moved. So let them cross the finish line, set up the next goal, the next task, let them cross that and then the next one so that they have a bank of successes, a bank to draw on this confidence that we're building. You did this. Now we're doing the next ta task. You did this and so forth. All these tasks, all these little accomplishments are interconnected. One is not higher than the other, but they build upon each other. When in sports, you practice the basics, right, to apply to the game. So in soccer, you learn different types of footwork, instep, outfit, outstep, how to do a banana kick, laces, how to shoot, how to pass. Um, and once you have these in mastery, then you can apply it to the strategy of the game, the real time, the problem solving that happens um, there. But first you have the basic, the small little skills. We need to allow them time for the mastery of a task, right? So teaching the small skills, teaching gratitude, breath work, balance, ball work, letter identification, handwriting, typing, one problem a day, their math facts, the math concept that was right before the one that they're going on that was built upon, and then moving on from there. Again, we're always, I feel like when I'm teaching, I'm more of a detective. I'm trying to fill in gaps of knowledge, deal with the teaching moment, like what comes up in the moment, what needs to be known now in order to do the task at hand before moving on, right? We're not trying to plow through things. We're actually trying to empower them for all the knowledge base that they need. And when they see for themselves that a task is easy, then we build, right? So the first mark, maybe it's reading, re reading one page at a time, right? And that's a celebration. And then we go to a chapter at a time, right? And then that's a celebration. And then we move the benchmark, the goal to a book at a time, right? And the progression is slow and steady and at a pace that they can go. Same with, you know, one clay trigger word, one at a time. You've mastered this, you mastered this, you mastered this. One math problem, then one math page if they're struggling, right? We do one task at a time. We stick to it until it becomes easeful, until it becomes mastered, and until that simple task can add to the next task. Sometimes we forget that just helping them through one thing and helping them feel good about that one thing will help them feel good about themselves, which will translate tenfold into whatever else they're doing in the classroom, out of the classroom. 
And when we give them that bank of successes, we help them see that they're progressing. Sometimes kids will not even see what they've been doing. A lot of times with kids who struggle with spelling or writing, I'll have them write the first time that they're with me. And then a month or two, I'll go back and show them the first part and their first writing sample with me. And then they're their most recent writing sample. And I have had kids go, that's not me. That wasn't me. I know how to spell that word. I know how to do a sentence properly. I know how to do this. They don't even believe it. But sometimes if you can make it tangible for them and they can actually see the progress that they've made, it makes it more real for them. I think for me, for yoga, there's a very tangible, like I couldn't do this crow pose when I first started and all of a sudden my body clicked and I've got it. So when you make things tangible, the small tasks, they start to even have more confidence in themselves. One of the ways I like to make things tangible as well for kids who struggle with reading, um, they will earn a marble for each, if, if it's a level one book for each book or each chapter. And then over time, they can visually see that they are progressing, that they've done this much stuff. Again, I always like to say when I'm using any time of type of extrinsic motivation or showing them visually once they've earned something I never take it away it is theirs that they have earned it's not um it's to show them progress not to reinforce anything negative so a lot of times I love marble jars because if they're reading 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 one chapter at a time one little book at a time um they can then see how much they've actually done because for a lot of times for them progress is not tangible right it's not something that they see and so if we can make anything tangible sometimes that makes the motivation the intrinsic motivation to read to stick to something to finish homework um, to be consistent they can start to see that over time and then once they're seeing it and they've been consistent it becomes embodied again right i'm really like how do we get these skills in body, right? A lot of times kids will struggle with focus or study skills or keeping track of stuff. Marble jars are a great way to help with that consistency. And once they have that skill in their body, it's not something that you necessarily have to revisit. A few other ways that I like to show them that they are progressing is again, the marble jar, sometimes stars for passing timed mini multiplication quizzes or timed mini um, division quizzes. If a kid is struggling with a lot of trigger words, I will have a collage of their trigger words or a stack of three by five cards or a picture, like little Polaroids of all the um, words that they've done. Um, I do a problem, a big sheet, like a huge post-it for a problem a day and they'll see, you know, it goes up to like 50, 60, sometimes a hundred problems. And so they're like, wow, I've done this whole thing. So sometimes these things that we keep track of over time will give them that feeling of confidence. I've done one problem a day or a couple problems a day. And now I have 50 of them, you know, where they can really see that. Um, I like to have a running list of all the books they've read that school year. Wow, look how much you've done. You've done this with me. You've done this on your own. That makes, you know, how many. So when we make goals tangible for them to see, that again adds to their confidence. Um, each little small task actually becomes quite a big thing. This is actually something I'm doing for myself this year, keeping track of books. I know I read a lot. I read a lot outside of school. Um, in general, but I am curious as to how much I actually read. So this is a new little goal for me. And when we keep track of stuff too, we're helping with delayed gratification. A lot of kids who have a little bit less maturity, they don't 
have this sense of delayed gratification, even us as adults right now, everything is instant. I can order something on Amazon on my phone. I can run the store. I don't have to go hunt or gather or any of that stuff. We're very into instant gratification. So when I use a marble jar or like for efforts that are hard, like learning how to read, sticking with a math concept that you don't understand, doing your schoolwork every single day, which is expected, <laughs> we we're not as used to at delayed gratification. So these are ways to help teach um, students as well, along with gratitude, along with breath work, along with learning how to be still, along with um, being in charge of your own energy dial, your own energy. These are all things where it's not like I want and get what I want right away. I mean, I love that quote, um, adopt the pace of nature. Everything gets done. And then not being afraid to revisit prior work, say a writing sample, like I mentioned, where they can actually see a difference in their writing, in their spelling, in their vocabulary, in their diction, the word choices that they make from a month or two ago, right? Whenever we can give them a tangible difference that all these little things that they've been doing, the writing every time they see me, the reading every time they see me, the math problem every time they see me, how it does build up over time. Um, I've also found out firsthand why I use timers all the time. And I've been doing this for 20 years. I usually go, okay, this should be about 20 minute tasks. This should be a five minute task. This is about 15 minutes. And I always put a timer. But lately I found out firsthand why I need to do that for myself as well with when I was first learning how to do podcasts, I had an idea of how long it was going to take me. And I probably ran into every technological problem that there is under the sun learning this new skill. And rather than giving myself grace and time for what I thought a task would be and putting aside if it was done, I charged through it and ended up being pretty burnt out by the process. And I was like, oh yeah, I never do that for students. I don't charge through a problem or a a task, I say, this is what it should be. And if it's not, we'll reevaluate if we're going to add a little bit more time or if we're going to revisit the next time. And I didn't do that for myself. So I'm learning to be a student again and using the best educated guesses. But I'm always using, I'm working for time versus task because we can think that a task is going to take us half an hour and then find out it takes hours and hours and hours. So I love using timers to keep things simple as well and to progress from there and to be able to put something away and come back to it right we build little over little over little so I'm learning as a, to be a student again which is actually helping me understand my students a little bit more and what it feels like to struggle with something new and it's been a while since I've been a student to this extent and I'm seeing how important it is for me to break things down into first, second, and third tangible steps. And then ultimately, they all come together as one big, complete, whole, accomplished task. Thanks so much for listening. Before I go, I wanted to share that I have a free assessment video that I'd love to share with you where I walk you through a simple process in reading to figure out what type of learner your child is. I use this with every student when I first meet them to give me a sense of whether they're more of a visual or phonetic learner. This is so important to know because it will help you use the right tools to avoid bigger issues. To receive this free gift, sign up for my newsletter at pages.tawnytutors.com forward slash newsletter. As soon as you sign up, you'll receive it in your inbox.
If you're interested, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Taproxy Method. I also take on a very few select private one-on-one clients worldwide for homeschool support and tutoring work. Email me at tawny.taproxy at tawnytutors.com. Have a blessed day and aloha.